1: Hello, good evening and welcome to the Talking Cup for this Sunday night. The first one back uh, for 2024. I'm Gav, I have Keith, I have Emma, I have Shawnee. Liverpool weren't really arsed today but still went to the Emirates and won 2 nil in the FA Cup which was... So fucking pleasing. Um starting out with a game where you look and go, ah, I'm not too much sure about this. Liverpool don't look too worst, and then you just win. Um it was absolutely fantastic. Into the into the uh pop, into round four. We're gonna talk about the game. The lads done a great hour earlier on, uh post-match reaction. We're gonna have a little chat around there's some players looking forward to the week ahead. Jordan Henderson wants to come back to England, we're gonna yap about him. Alan Shearer is absolutely the fucking distraught. I'm hoping someone has done a welfare check on him. And um anything else that comes up. Uh, in the chat, Keith. Happy New Year! How are you? With your lovely new Jamaica jersey on you?
0: Yeah, yeah. Kill Rollins. So that's me. Jamaica yeah. top. i yeah. often off the misses. One of them mystery jersey things. I was delighted. What I have to say. Yeah. Um, yeah good for the kid. Good for the kid. Happy New Year, to you Gav. Yeah. This is our first shoulder the New Year. Yeah, it is. We off. didn't do one last. We didn't do one last Sunday. It would have been New Year's Eve and all that. So, um, yeah. yeah great to be back, great to be here. Good stuff. Looking forward to A nice little chat about Liverpool and Arsenal and Shearer and everyone else. Yeah,
1: whatever comes up, whatever you can think of. If I missed that, And don't be afraid to shout it. Shawnee, how are you? Happy
2: New Year. Happy New, Happy New Year, fellas. While right. right. the, the regulars in the chat, it's been, it has been. Like it feels like it's been an eternity. I don't know whether it's just me. I think I Feels like it's been ages. Kids are back in Dude. school tomorrow, Sean. Yeah. Huge bonus. Big,
0: big day. Isn't
1: big, it? big Lucky day. day. Huge. Huge. One of <laughs> the biggest <laughs> of <laughs> the year, I'll be honest.
2: Yeah. Huge of thrill. Huge yeah. of thrill. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, good, <laughs> yeah. It yeah. It good. It's 20-25, leaving Shaping up to be another interesting six months as a Liverpool fan. I mean, a very, very, in a very positive way. So, yeah, no, all good.
1: Good stuff. Emma, happy new year. How are you?
3: Happy new year, Gav. Yeah, I'm good. Good to be back. Same as Sean. It feels like it's been ages since we've been on, so just looking forward to getting the earphones back on and getting going. So
1: yeah, it's a pill, been a, um,
3: It's been a good Christmas, both on and off the pitch, I think, as well, so.
1: Yeah, it's been great, I have to say. Yeah. Liverpool just keep plowing through competitions. Um people just keep telling you they're not very good, but they just keep doing <laughs> it anyway. Um and I'm happy for that to continue for at least another five months or in around that. I'm absolutely fine with it. Um <clears throat> but look, Arsenal live Liverpool too, Arsenal with the FA Cup, Liverpool aren't. And all week was you know, what team will he go with? Will he play the young flux? Can your man Beck that come back from Dundee play? No, he's suspended. You know, um will Nat Phillips be there? It was all sorts of madness going on during the weekend. But Keith, I come to you first. I was still a little bit surprised by that team. Because I think I'm Van Dijk shocked. starts if he's not if he's not unwell. And I was kind of going, Wow, he's he's literally put in a team there where he's gone. We've a few missing, so all you all you lads are playing. I
0: don't care if you're playing Wednesday, you're all playing today, Keith. He's just going for them all, it seems. Yeah, I was shocked when I saw the team, to be honest, Gav, and I agree Van Dyke, maybe if if he had uh, yeah, if he hadn't been sick if or if they gave him the weekend off, I don't know, but yeah, strong team, much stronger than I thought. I thought as you said, we'll bring him back Owen back. So I know Nat Phillips and Reese Williams came back, but they were mm. sort of bleeding. Sure. sent back you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> or their, their loans, were, to loans were yeah loans were ended you know what i mean they weren't exactly called back for any emergency but i don't know if it gives it an indication of what might happen in the fulham game for example during the week um but the team yeah surprised how it could be a thing and maybe it is that he's He's not going to make wholesale changes to the starting lineup, but he's going uh, to just sorry today, you know, bringing in the the young players. He'll just use the normal fifteen, sixteen players, but giving them an hour. You know, the ones that are getting into that red zone, will get an hour, and if there was subs on sixty, and if there was other ones, and he'd use it that way because I was, I was shocked. I thought, I was thinking of what the team would be. I did think it'd be Allison. I did think it would be Virgil. But then I thought, yeah, Kwanzaa, I thought it would be Virgil Kwanzaa, but I thought it would be two of the younger fullbacks, And I thought the midfield then might have had a little bleeding, a little um, grenade thrown in as well, you know, one of the younger players getting a game in there. I thought Elliot might have been moved up into the front three. But he went very, very strong, you know. Jota is the one that sort of misses out on the front three, which tells me he should probably play against Fulham um, with another two of the others. It's i you just know, just talking about how to guess it now because every time you think, and, and look, we've been born with this, you know, playing players, not in dead rubbers, but in games that maybe are not super priorities. And... um yeah, he went in with it today, and, and do you know what? I'm fucking delighted he did because that was a sweet, sweet victory today. Fucking. Yeah. And to the I was, when I, the, when
1: I seen the lineup, I went, ooh. And then I looked at Arsenal and I went, ah. OK, because yeah. if we went in and thrown a few, you know, bodies in there and Arsenal were literally coming out and playing as strong as they could, I think maybe. Oh, were they
0: thinking it, Were they thinking <coughs> they I'm going to put a marker down here and, and hit them for four or five.
1: And the thing is, they're in a bit of a spot now where that's three defeats in a row, I think, for Arsenal. So, you know, they're probably in a spot where they're going, we need this win, just not so much for the cup. Um, you know, it might be our biggest priority, but we need something to get back on, on, the, on the, on the bike here. And he went as strong as he could. You'd argue maybe Martinelli or, uh Reese Nelson, but Martinelli apparently hasn't been a great form talking to, um, talking to, you know, some Arsenal fans and stuff like that. But Emma, you know, do we make too much of what this lineup was going to be? Because like Kevin Ball says there, I think it was mm-hmm. Kev earlier on. There's a couple of people in the chat have said, um, look, we have six days break to this. And then after this, if you win or lose, you've you basically have Fulham, and then you know t- a ten day break, eleven day break. So, do we make too much of what this might be? No, you
3: no, know, I, I don't think so. And I think we haven't been in this position in a long, long time where our subs bench for a normal Premier League game is actually—I won't say as strong but still strong. Like, look at the Europa games. We've been making eight or nine changes. Mm. But like Keith said, not playing any of the young kids, right? You, the odd time you'd see them in there. But we're in a position now where we can play League Cup games or play FA Cup games, make seven or eight changes and still be playing first-team players. I haven't been in this, like, for the last couple of years because of the likes of Ox, Kate. Uh, you were forced into playing the kids. We're in a, kind of a... A nice position now, and even with players that weren't there either because of uh, Asia Cup, uh, Afcon injuries, that kind of stuff, illness, still a strong enough team. Like just seven or eight first team players missing for one reason or another today, but yet still put out a team that you would look at and go. Any other day of the week, you probably wouldn't blink if they were in the starting eleven. The so it was, there was a lot of changes, but not really to the strength of the of the squad. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is is good. I I, I think that's the way it should be, and um, we should be able to make changes like that. Whatever about going out and playing, and, and I don't want to kind of be bad on other clubs, but if you were playing like a, a Barnet or a Leeds or somebody like that and putting a team in, it, but to go out and pull a team out like that against, let's say, they're the third best team in the Premier League at the moment, and come away with a win is. Unbelievable. I I got a message this morning saying somebody said the rumour is that they're going to go as strong as possible. And I think we probably did with what was available. Mm. And I was delighted to see it. I was a little bit surprised. I thought you might see a Bobby Clark or Bradley starting at right back and maybe Trent starting in the middle. This could have been a a game to try it, given that that's where they kicked off with Arsenal last year with Trent moving into the middle. Um, But no, I was happy when, when I saw the lineup. No, uh, no real surprises. Oh, yeah, the only thing I was wondering was, is, is it Diaz-Roy, Nunes in the middle, Gakpo out left, or Gatbo through the middle, Nunes out left, and then it turns out it was Elliot out on the right. I thought he was playing Elliot in midfield, but when they set up the big, at the start of the game, it looked like it was Elliot out on the right-hand side instead of Mowling, So,
1: Yeah. In fairness, Elliott plays there against West Ham, and he's, he's brilliant, and that's what they're probably looking at, but um, it didn't really work, and they do switch a layer. I think it gets a bit better. Shall only he- for the
3: injury, I, I'd love to see Sabasloy. Go out there and play on the right for a little bit. I think he's playing no, right so I, I just
1: want way. to see him in midfield where we. Um, we'll just, just,
3: yeah, 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 I just want—I want, want, I
1: want I to I leave him there, and yeah. but I want them to, because uh, I—I t- think he's been he's been a bit Need off. Yeah, he needs—he needed a rest. I think—I think that little injury might be might be the worst thing in the world. A couple of games out, but Shawnee, you know, we're talking about the lineups there, and we're talking about air approach and stuff like that. Um. And I'm honest honest to God, I, like I was surprised And I scrolled up the screen looked at Arsenal's and went, oh, well, thank fuck we did put someone out. Because, to be honest with you, I think they're struggling. And I think they're struggling in a number of areas. And I just didn't want to, I wasn't too arsed going into the game. But when I seen the lineups and then I thought to myself, no, actually, if you have a think about this, I don't want to give them any fucking encouragement here. None whatsoever. I want to, now we might lose the game narrowly, fine, it's the FA Cup. But I don't want to give them anything there, shining because I think they're struggling. and I think they're struggling badly.
2: Yeah, it became it became a much bigger game for Arsenal than it did for us. I think with their results over the Christmas, where this kind like, look, I can say it now in hindsight, and look at Kev in the chat will back up. Like I've been saying it in WhatsApps as well. Like the FA, Cup, I can give a take, especially when it yeah, fourth know, round draw is is away from home to Arsenal. I, I just had a little cu- uh, curiosity here that uh, the run when we win it in 2022. We play every game at home up until the quarter final and the first away game is away to uh, buoyant Nottingham Forest in the championship. And then the games we played before that, I think it's... I can't remember who the first game was, Northampton Town or something. Sure, um, sure. West Brom and, and fucking... Norwich, who I think was batting relegation at the time in the Premier League. So I think the, a run in the FA Cup for me always kind of depends on where. Like, if we get pulled out of hat tomorrow away at the Etihad, I wouldn't give a bollocks, really. If we had got knocked out today, I'm not being funny. I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not to sound elitist. But I think if you're going to get knocked out of this competition, the best time to get knocked out is in the board rounds where you have time. And I, I honestly feel like, if that had a got to nil all at the 89th minute today, Klopp would have just been whistling on to Alison going around and saying, Come yeah. here, fuck, and it will you? <laughs> fuck off, will <laughs> Yeah. We'll be yeah. A but, um, it became a huge game for them with their recent results. And I think it was kind of a, not like a dick swinging competition. I think it completely played into their hands because they had to go gun ho and start to show that, oh, we're like the fucking, we're this mighty Arsenal super team. That are ready to challenge on the off fronts, and I don't think they are. Like uh, uh, some of the narratives I've seen coming out of the game today, Manchester fans and all that going on, oh, they battered us, and I don't know how they didn't win. Like Alan Shearer, we're going to grant to it, saying that he should have been four nil up after ten minutes when w- the three chances in the space for second, whereas the fourth one goes in. I think that's one nil, and, yeah. and then a and then a tip off. Shearer, you big fucking Not
1: how it works, <laughs> you know. You don't get three He's
2: up there for the sausage of the week. I'm just going to say, that'll show you the direction that that we're going. But come here. Um, missing a few big bodies today, but I have to say, Gab, uh, although I was, I didn't find myself too invested in the build up to this game and stuff like that. I'm fucking delighted, with somehow, like some some players, really stepped up today and started to show like that. Yeah, they might what be. Tell young you what then, kick her kick time. her off.
1: I was gonna ask this, so I'll let you kick her off. Yeah. Give me your first player that stood up then.
2: Um I'll leave man of the match to one of you. I won't get into him, but I think one who was fucking I, just, I can't get my head around this whole midfield thing. Just let him do what he was doing today. Trent was out of this world today. Like I'm not he, he's genuinely, and I mean it when I say it. He's genuinely when you're watching him like that one of the best footballers in the world. Forget about right-back, centre mid, wherever he's fucking playing. If he's on a football pitch, he's dazzling. He was a joke today. He was unbelievable today. He's used to the ball, sent us off on attacks. And you can see now he's become a real fucking leader where other lads in this team are starting to look to him to kind of influence games. He's he's a magnificent footballer. And I know we, we, we probably will dig out the, the BBC fucking commentary team oh yeah I'm just biding me time they did wax lyrical about him. Um, <coughs> he, he was putting there were so many standout but, like but they were so Andy quick he, yeah, they, they so were so quick,
0: quick to highlight them getting beaten twice by Martinelli
2: weren't they like because he like, yeah, like Martinelli did like, what like, it, look it can, can happen be you can be, can be beaten by player but you're showing him into, into an area yeah. where he can't you and that's exactly what he's
0: done yeah you're not. but they're not pains to say oh he's still not great defensively. and ignore
2: all the good defensive stuff he does Look at the other fella who were picking big enough right back there today. Ben White got absolutely torched by fucking, yeah. yoke. he was terrible. Honest nah, to God. Yeah, was awful, yeah. No. man, Geordie Shaw, merchant, and fucking yeah. shite, back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, now, uh, Trent, just Trent, when you're watching him in full flow, like, oh, he's a joke. I've seen a clip no before time. we come
1: on, Charlie. Um The ball goes in the box, uh, first half, ball was in the box. He takes it in his own box. Um, yeah. Takes a touch, ball. goes by
2: one cross goes by run the run ball fella, ball. and then pings yeah. it 45 yards to Diaz. the <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's he's stupid. A joke. No, he's he's he, he's ridiculous. He makes a pass I 1 0 up and it's a first time volley under pressure into space for new nares. And you're just kind of thinking, like, you take it for granted. We take we actually we take it we're so used to seeing that we take this for granted. What this fella does on the ball, you see him ghost and Declan Rice and all today just. Crows and past mid- midfield, he, his forced touch is immaculate. His bar control is immaculate. Another one in the corner in the second half, like, he took it, it out to him, and he yeah, traps man. it in the in the little fucking in the diagonal
3: yeah.
2: in the day of the corner flag the quadrant, and clips it down the line. Like he's a fucking he's a magnificent footballer, and in you know what? He's really grown into like credit. Total credit to Jürgen Klopp because you can see now that he's, like, armbands and leadership can can walk all that way with players. Sometimes it can, it can hinder them and sometimes it can, it can kick them onto the next level. And he, he he's a Liverpool captain in the making. There's no doubt about it. Oh, he's already Liverpool's next him.
1: captain. There's no doubt yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. I
2: don't think there's any doubt about it. He's, no. a, fuck, he's a magnificent footballer. I'll, I'll go as far as saying he literally... He sat, he get, he's getting in every stand and having no more football at the moment, and if you don't agree with me, you uh, don't a bollocks. Yeah, <laughs> you know,
1: I don't really. <laughs> do. <laughs> but the and thing is, like off. the BBC, the BBC were quite quick as well about, um, you know, always defensive stuff, getting into midfield to protective defensive stuff, and you're like, but again, you still don't see what Liverpool are doing here. Like, hey, is that fucking like, you know, narrow-minded? The reason he's playing a right-back and doing this stuff is for Liverpool to take advantage of what he is and numbers we can get in midfield to do it. Yes, going the other way, he's probably a six and a half, seven out of 10 defender, one-on-one. On one. That's what he is. And there's no problem with that. Because, let's be honest about it, in another life, Trent is probably playing as an 8, right? And playing there since he's 12. And he turns up at Liverpool and he's running the muck as an 8. But he's not. What he is, is a... Unbelievable footballer that happened to come into Liverpool at right back and Klopp went, you're staying there and you're always going to stay there, but we will do our best yes. to incorporate yes. your abilities into this team. Now, another thing, another look, I've, I've had this weeks ago. I was talking on about this weeks ago. We were talking about it, and I said, my, one of the Monday night shows. And my argument is, if you put Trent into midfield, you then pigeonhole him into a midfield spot and then you just make him so easy to track, so easy to look after. Make sure he never, he always has his back to your goal. You know, he's always facing your his own goal. And you can do that. And any player can run around and do that and just be physical on you and not match him off. Whereas what, what, what they're doing with him now is they're going, Arsenal weren't brave enough. Arsenal should have said to the fella on the left wing, you go with him. Not that where he goes, you follow him. But they're not brave enough, they won't do it. Because it leaves too much room for air wide men to do stuff. But I agree with you. I think I think the, the armband can go either way. And I I'm not, I'm gonna be honest, when he got the armband, I worried would he... Oh, try overdo it because, you know, the scales are the, 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 captain at times, uh, vice captain on the team. Will he, will he try overcommit himself or try to do too much? And he's not, he's finding a balance now where he's doing everything just to the right level. And when he does things to the right level, the level is, is, is outrageous to be perfectly honest with you. Um, Sean, kicked off with Trent. Emma, we like going through players on this show on a Sunday night. Anybody else you want to think stood up was excellent?
3: I think it look, but it's obvious he got man of the match. I think Kanate was, was excellent today. Um, Unreal. not playing with, with, Virgil beside him, had Quanta yeah. beside him. Who else? I also thought was actually really good. A yeah. couple of shaky moments in the first half. I think Kanate had to nearly lead the, the back four or the back two, let's say the two center halves. I thought it was, he was unbelievable. Excellent. And his, his interview afterwards was fucking gas as well. Um, do, do you wanna you hear
1: one? Do you wanna hear a good one? Um <laughs> yeah. someone in our telegram group said that they read on Twitter that Arsenal fans are um amazed that Kanante got man of the match because like come on, he's not even press resistant.
0: Well, um, no, they said more that they said Yeah, well I, I did see I, that's that's
1: the one I read from our Telegram uh, group.
2: Post, yeah. I, I, Arsenal, Arsenal fans biggest fucking easy on the internet, I'll tell you that now for free. Yeah. 100%. 100%. and again I, I'm, I'm going to go on the danger of going on here I'll keep it short where the <laughs> fuck did they get this sense of arrogance from they've won fucking nothing more winning in the last 20 years they've never won a European Cup they, I don't know where the sense of arrogance and entitlement coming out of Arsenal fans is fucking mental and they go on about these referee conspiracies every other week That other, and that Brooks fella was fucking shoy today let me yeah, tell you that what about here like that, that, let's have a right. He was fucking brutal as well today. That fucking ages Arsenal fans. And I'm delighted because that was a real coaster point in the face today as if to say, that's how a big side operates. And, and that, that's 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 what a team with the mentality he'll go on and win things this season will do. We'll use all panda around about fucking the next coming there. you have standing on the sideline and Declan Royce in the middle, he was a good player. But none of these players have done fuck all. Imagine the scrutiny here, lads, be under, if you are underperforming like fucking Saka is, or Martin Ellie is, or... Odegaard, Odegaard, Odegaard. Like, honestly, I reckon I could mark him. Sean Monslet, you fucking... Fuck all else to you. Honest to God. All of the second coming. I hate the narrative around Arsenal. It does me fucking tits I, do, I don't think i would mind. So happy. I'm so happy that their bubble has been well and truly a over in the last few weeks. Uh, they, they need to be looking up at us and City. They want to start looking behind them. Because, honestly... Yeah. Fucking spores are on their tails, on their tails massively. And they haven't even got a, a washer to rope together the Grouten boy, or even Tony Hill, I think would be a fucking disaster signing.
1: So I hope it happens. I <laughs> hope he's going to on him as well. So, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Sorry, sorry to <laughs> yeah, it, so. He was keeping that short, Emmett. <laughs> I mean. he? swore he was at the start. Yeah, yeah. Um, well. <laughs> but come here, can I ask you something? I agree. I thought Canati was excellent. I thought Quants was excellent. Gomez was a bit shaky. Um, I thought Gomez but, was excellent as well. Yeah, but he was a bit shaky in, in early moments, but then he just he just went and done his job. Um, but Emma, when you look at Canati, the amount of games he plays beside Virgil, I'd say the vast majority of games he's played with Liverpool is beside Virgil. Right? Most of the centre-halves are the same. But I thought there was a real leadership from him as well today because Kwan's is still young and I thought Quantz was excellent, <clears throat> don't get me wrong, but there's definitely parts of the game that he has to be spoke, talked through and, you know, watch this, watch that, stuff like that. How big is it for Canadi to come, come through a game like that where he's the senior centre-half? doesn't often happen but with it,
3: him. It's, it's massive. We, we've we seen it a, a couple of times before. I think he's played on on the left hand side when Virgil was actually out injured, and you you could see him kind of pointing and marshalling the defence, um. But to then do it with someone, and I don't think it was with Quanta. I think it was with either a Matip or with Gomez, who are fairly experienced, even though Gomez is still classed as young. I think was he twenty six or something like that. Still youngish compared to to Van Dijk, um. I think it was massive today to have someone like a 20 year old beside you because like Kanate is not much older than him either. Um, but to see that kind of leadership from him, because let's face it, we're not going to have Van Dijk forever. Um, I think Kanate will be massive for us if he can steer clear of injuries. I don't think he plays today if Van Dijk wasn't sick. I think he's the one that sits it out and then. Like we we didn't have another recognized centre half on the bench, did we? No, or it would have been did.
0: Gomez probably would have got
3: shifted. Yeah, in, Going in yeah. there and then Chambers out onto the left or whatever. Yeah. Um so I think uh, yeah, for from, from a from a player that probably was told that he wasn't playing, to then Van Dyke not looking great and being told he's not playing, to then go in and put in the performance that he had. I think it's it's massive. And for going forward if he can if he can stay fit, you might be able to have a game off with Van Dyke. I know it's probably Nobody wants to see it, but there might be games later on in the season where you want to give Van Dyke a bit of a break. Um and you, you can feel confident in taking him out and putting those two lads in there.
1: Um O says, Klopp quote on Kanati. I stood with him yesterday and said, Look at your look to your left and your right, who should lead this back line? And he said, Me. Um so you know, there's an awful lot of responsibility on where he plays anyway because of the trend thing we've just talked about. Yeah. But then when he has got Quanta beside him, you've got McAllister that's only back. Um, you know, you've got Gomez who, who's been brilliant at left back. But, you know, in fairness, like, Canadian could stand there and go, Well, Trent's fucking off for most of the game. This fella beside me is only a young fella, although he's exceptional. And the left back is a centre half. The fella in front of us is only coming back from a, a good few weeks in, isn't
3: actually a six
1: yeah, yeah. and so he, it, it would have been fair for him to go ah oh, hey lads he's a bleeding stitch, stitching me up here but he was I thought he was excellent and he just does his job just do your job and and once you do it we have the quality there that when everyone does their job very few can deliver us Keith uh, they're, they're screaming at me in the chat here about uh, Bradley and Clark yeah. Um, one of the best yellows you'll ever see from Clark Love yeah, yeah. loved um, it. Just takes Royce out. It. And you know what? When Royce hits the deck, Royce knows. Royce yeah. knows that little bollocks at the me Lovely there. Because um, <laughs> that's all he wanted. But it's hot Bradley. He, they Klopp has spoken about him being kind of gangly, worry. He's starting to fill out and he's he done excellent when he came on. He was excellent.
0: brilliant. Brilliant. I mean, they make them changes at nil all. And yeah. I don't know if Klopp is saying, Roy. I'll take the defeat here. You know what I mean? I'll take it. We've got the hair. We're not going to get played and slaughtered. We'll take a a, a, a glorious 1-0 defeat. And he puts the two lads on. But I thought they injected an awful lot. Now, I thought Gravenberg coming on injected a lot as well. And I think that that sort of um, energy that went into midfield, I thought Bobby Clark went in and went very under the radar. thought he was very good. Very good. But that yellow card... Endo's a, a beautiful for that as well. It's something we haven't had. That sort of little bit of cynicism. You know, in a midfield player, taking on them little, take take them out. We've seen it for too long. They'd let them go. Let fucking take a player out. I loved it when Bobby Clark done that. But Connor Bradley, like, really, really surprised how good he was, how comfortable he was, how confident he was. Because he's up against Martinelli. And let's be honest, Martinelli was sent on to be their killer. You know what I mean? He's sent on to say, right, Reese Nelson get the fucking boat, you're off, you had a chance, we're putting on the big gun now, he's going to come in here, traditionally roasts Trent, you know what I mean, because of his pace, the the gaps that Trent leaves, he tends to get in there and occupy them spaces. And I thought Bradley was brilliant, had him on toast when he came on. Uh, I thought it was a great cameo, defensively and attacking. I thought they were both brilliant when he came on. And, right, well, they, they didn't change the game. You know what I mean? But I thought they they definitely played a part and they, they certainly didn't weaken Liverpool because they again, if we go back to the narratives, like if you listen to this, like Liverpool were lucky to get out of there today. And the reality is oh, it was quite the opposite. You know what I mean? Arsenal were good for a patch in the first half. They didn't fucking bother. Like Allison's not coming out of there with a smell of sweat off him because he didn't have to do one. As Shawny said earlier, a little burst where there was four, three or four chances in one move. Do you know
3: what I mean? And not like, even big chances. They're not like semi chances. I think,
2: I think, I think Ramsdale makes more. Like, I'm fair. Alison makes ninety-five percent saves real routine, but everything's yeah. straight up. Allison's not. Allison's not stretching for that. there was nothing to worry him, wasn't there? Probably not, not average. In the first half, like we hit the bar as many times as we as they did. Like I, I don't, I don't fucking, I, I really don't get it. The, the only
3: one where Allison was really stretching was the, the the cross that actually deflected off one of our own players.
2: Yeah, but that like that's and the, he's kind of stretching. Yeah. That
3: that that's that's as much of a stretch he had to do
0: today. But well, if you are listening to people talking, you'd swear that, that Arsenal are oh, being kept running well, the that's and-
1: where, But that, this is where Shearer comes into it. Because Shearer kicked all this off after the Liverpool-Newcastle game where he called right. right. Jota embarrassing yeah. and stuff like that. Right. Now, right. Um, I did see someone on Twitter showing a clip of Alan Shearer at a World Cup, no one near him, just yeah. jumping on the ground and he, and just tweeted Alan and went, Hi, Alan, I think this is embarrassing. <laughs> right?" So <laughs> that put him back in his box. But... Shearer Shearer for me is like any pundit. He's gone in there with his narrative. He's hoarding over the Newcastle game and that's going to dictate his day regardless. He was did. up Arsenal's hole from the fourth minute. He didn't want to give Liverpool any credit. It was this, this, this. He just went on and on and on. He, d- he was the straw Liverpool winning. You know, he must have killed him to give Kanate man of the match. And like, it doesn't matter if it's Shearer It's just any of them. Just put anyone in them, that chair and that's what they do. Like, it's just they they have a narrative going in, they stick with it, and then eventually he starts begrudgingly kind of turning on towards our tether then. Lady the yeah Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, and then it's it's like oh, he doesn't he, he doesn't know what his opinion is. And they're all like that. And someone said earlier oh, two hundred likes and Gavel, uh, you know, go bleeding rasher on Alan Shearer. I'm not gonna go rasher on him. I just find it gas that most people watching that game come over going, "Jeez, Alan Shearer is very upset by that. Alan Shearer, the man that spent the majority of his career at Southampton it's in, it's and Newcastle. The, the,
2: no right. the main genius has been <clears throat> the same. Yeah. champion. And, and that's quarter. all it is. It doesn't matter it's, who it is, Shawnee.
1: Cool. It's whoever. Yeah, so Just Gary it Neville, I
2: understand. Gary Neville, I understand. Yeah, because he's a tick, and he's a, yeah, he was the United captain. I can only I I don't expect him to be uh, as much as he should be professional. I don't expect him to be impartial when he's giving his opinion on Liverpool. But Jermaine Jean is it, like, since we beat them in Madrid that time, hates Liverpool. I can't stand listening Do to Do you know them what happens, Sean? Like, I've, I've watched it. Out. Is, and what it is, is they've been badly born. So I'd say a lot yeah. of them, the likes of Sharon, and I were probably grown up in the fucking, whenever, whenever he grew up, would have been watching Liverpool winning everything as a young lad. No, anyway. Yeah, no doubt. So that unconscious boy is there anyway. It's just, and, that's the problem. I, I genuinely think they should be putting YouTubers and not content on these games and going the colorway and just going away from getting ex pros on because it, it's that they're, they're turning into it's like a pantomime sort of fucking. Yeah. Oh, it's a script like when you're watching football. It's completely. Um, and uh, like it doesn't add to the it adds nothing to the spectacle. No, it adds nothing. It just annoys it, you. It, yeah. It's like fucking it's like going into a Michelin star restaurant and you're getting a dessert and. It's lovely. And then the way it just comes out of our whips his fluid out, and dips it in it and then it walks is. off. That's <laughs> like having,
1: that's like fucking, It's nothing like that, but I'm taking <laughs> no, is, that I all, like day I mean, <laughs> I all day long. That's how I'm going with this. Yeah. And
2: now it's like where Skoy, Skoy Nobody stop in, him. Bring, go on Johnny. bringing bring in um, Drury, isn't it? Yeah. And, and and they're putting them up in the gantry with Neville and, and Carigan. And I'm like, what's the fucking point? Yeah. <laughs> this fella is like, well, here we are again in the pantheon of greats. Two giants go toe to toe to look for the biggest prize. And then you just have never gone, oh, yeah. like he's playing <laughs> <keeping> on <competent laughs> the him. I'm going to go, what's the fucking point? They're bringing the best commentator in the game on and then try. And, and don't get me wrong, let's have a right. Carragher is a fucking EJ as well. He's he's as bad, yeah, just, just as bad. So I just, I think, I watching BBC today, I thought, this, this actually might be all right. And then you just hear share a fucking brutal, brutal. Yeah. I, I, do you know Right, I worked it out? Yeah. Headed way too many balls in his career. Yeah. Just yeah. take half his goals off. Um,
1: <laughs> and I'd say he counted someone training as well. Like the other fucking easy Still, Pele. Pele was brutal. Like he just most of the goals he counted was from training. <laughs> I but like anyway, um, the, 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 I've worked it out, right? If you look at all these people, what they do is they... they they're affiliated to a club that get on a decent run of form, and they don't pick oh, or are as good as Spurs or Arsenal or Chelsea or even United or City. They all want to be as good as Liverpool, right? And they decide then that listen, we're on, a, we're we are we 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 have been bought over by the Saudis. We're it now. You know, forget all the bleeding stuff that goes on in the background. We'll all ignore that because we're going to be we we we're, we're bigger than Liverpool now. And what happens is they get found out. And when they get found out and they turn out, we're nowhere near fucking Liverpool. We're nowhere near them. As a club and institution, the level, we're nowhere near them. And that's not me being cocky over Liverpool. They just find this out for themselves. Then what happens is it just turns into hate in Liverpool. They don't go, oh, we're up there with City. We're up there with this. They don't because it doesn't have as much, it doesn't hold as much weight as being as big as Liverpool or as good as Liverpool. And then what happens is when they find out that they're not. They all go, oh, Liverpool and then they just all decide. They're not watching football to watch it and give you a, a reasoned debate on it. They're just watching it to try mask the fact they hate Liverpool, but they're very, very poor at it. And Shearer is just the latest um, on, in, the, in, in the production line. And I'm sure more will come as the season goes on. Um, but they constantly
0: tell you that Liverpool's defence is shitting. Liverpool the is the best record in the league. And the, yeah, oh, and hard. and today never looked, in my opinion, we didn't really look like losing that game today. I was more worried about the threat of the replay because I didn't think Arsenal were doing that. I thought that the blow, the, the, the blowing that they got about that, you know, this that great attack and only one team in it and all this. I think Liverpool have been excellent defensively for a while. But again, it's an old narrative. It's like an old trope that Liverpool are showing at the back and they just keep wheeling it out and mm. wheeling it out. Do you know
1: what Best I mean? Best defensive record in
3: the day. Yeah, it's ridiculous.
0: I
1: think we've conceded, Arsenal, we conceded Arsenal's
3: players didn't have the minerals they've not been weathered enough to to last a match like that I think Liverpool done then. an
1: absolute job on Arsenal today like mm-hmm. have we what, what have we conceded 16 goals in 21 games I think Liverpool done an absolute job on them. I think Liverpool went in there and went listen these are going to come out right because they probably know we should have beat them at Anfield right they're going to come out and they're going to try to prove a point they've lost a, a home to West Ham, they've lost the way to fucking Fulham, they've something to prove, they have to get back on the bike here, and Liverpool went, lads, just let's stay in this game, and that's what Liverpool done, although they hit the bar in the first half, but let's be honest, the majority of the chances in that game come from Liverpool acting the bollocks at times, right, and that's what happens in the first half, and Liverpool stay in it, and then to double down by throwing on these two lads at nil all, going, yeah, we're throwing them on as well, and Arsenal fans going, heads melting, do you know what I mean? And then we go and beat them. It's, it's just fucking. When when I when I look at it going on, I'm just like, they. I, I think you're right. I think they haven't got what they need, and I think we've done a job on them. I think we literally went and went. You just, you just. Keep puffing and puffing there. And then we'll bring on to the next player I'm gonna mention. And we'll turn this fucking game on its head and we'll be just, and we'll be on our merry way. And you can all tell each other how watch his need for the next fucking six months. Cause Keith. Well, look, okay. We were
3: talking about Neville there a second ago, right? Yeah, so I this is like his big thing, is is this this big thing is that oh Arsenal, their experience from the title race. Like there was no title race last year. Yeah. Their experience will stand to them this year. The last couple of weeks has shown that it won't. The squad, and I've said it a few times, the squad is still too thin, I think, to try and compete on a few different fronts. They really only replaced Zaka or Shaka with uh, Royce. They didn't really bring anybody else. I know Trossard came in in January last year. but They've not really brought anything else in. And it's shown over the, the last couple of weeks, and, and no more so than today in that game, our lads had the mentality to, like you said, stoke up the pressure. Keep going till the 94th, 5th minute, whatever like that. And we got a reward today. They they just didn't have it. They didn't have, seem to be able to change. Our substitutes change. Klopp changes in-game. He's done that an awful lot yeah. this season. I have to say it's been excellent this season. Maybe in seasons gone by, it was just like for like. But he's even changing the shape of the team during the game today. And to bring on those two lads today... I thought we've already we've touched on Bradley. Thought Bradley was excellent every time Martinelli got the ball, he was on his touch. He was right there in front of him. But I think Bobby Clark, like you said, he kind of went a little bit unnoticed. But I think him covering around the back of Bradley allowed them to kind of nearly double up on Martinelli today. And I thought Clark was getting in and around behind Bradley uh, to allow him to go out to, to Martinelli, and that kind of helped. But um, they don't have the they don't have the experience. They don't have the
2: the minerals for for that game today. Yeah, I, he's made the I, in the pet. Uh, Arteta's a tinker man. He's getting away with more. He's a complete tinker man. Um, and <clears> again, I don't know, again, I th- his arrogance to me is baffling. Done nothing in the game as a player. He won, a, a he won an FA Cup and he fucked out half the lads that that dragged them over the line. You probably thought a bit of character about them. He's rebuilt the team in his image, and then he's gone away. Mate. He's tried to be clever with the goalkeepers. He's come out with all sorts of shit. there's a bang of Brandon Rogers on? Honestly, there's yeah. a, there's a <laughs> the smell of shit up. To be honest with you, the that time is a smell shit shit no there is like this. Would you say, shiny g- Would you would you it, it, say he's, he's a geek now? He, yeah, hundred percent. What is is is, uh, is Ramsdale a, a domestic cup competition goalkeeper? Is that oh, where it is. was? He throws him into that. Like he's made a <laughs> Made an absolute bollocks of it. Uh, the, the, the key to, to going again is not changing much. And he's fucking, he's changed way too much too quick because he thinks he's clever. Some of the shite he was coming out with earlier in the year going, Oh, yeah, or, like, I'm like, i trying to think, like, how come, um, how come more teams don't like swap bill keepers in scenarios and games where you might have someone who's not like, yeah. because it's not fucking conducive of anything to lead to success. You're not the one, like, you're not reinventing the wheel here. I think the worst. The worst name you can level at a manager is to be a tinker man. And that's exactly what he is. Uh, he's getting away with absolute murder. And it's great because he has the wall completely pulled over the majority of the Arsenal fan, fan base as always. Yeah, they they think they, they see this young, fucking bright spark in him and all. And the talk from him about to walk away and all during the summer. Well, I think it's going to get worse, a lot worse for Arsenal before it gets better because he's made, he's, he's honestly. I think he's made an absolute hamster this year. That worse off now than they were last yeah, yeah. year, despite signing someone like Declan Rice. At mm-hmm. uh, the detriment, like, you taking Jack out of your team and, and moving him on. He's basically what he's what signed I, Declan, Declan on, Rice. Uh, and what
1: he's done, he's signed yeah, Declan yeah. Rice. He spent the rest of his FFP money that would have kept him tight, n- nicely in, in position if he wanted to in January on Koy Havertz. And then what he's done is he signed the goalkeeper. And that's no better than the goalkeeper they have. and it, And not only that, he hasn't committed to either of them either. So he's just made a big situation
0: out of the goalkeepers.
1: Um, he's a geek now. That's basically it. He's I love the
0: goalkeeping situation that he's done there. Because you're right, he hasn't, he's just made it worse. He basically, he had a hamburger and he bought a cheeseburger and he ignored the Big Mac. So he's basically done nothing in his goalkeeping department. He's gone from having a five out of ten. Cause all yeah, but did someone right walk man, into uh, McDonald's, <laughs> <you> take that <laughs> flute out and stick it onto his yeah. burger? That's what you need to put ask. It on, have put <laughs> it on the hamburger... And put a bit of cheese on it, and that's what he's ended up with. Yeah, because he started with a hamburger
1: with cheese, and he's ended up with someone with someone's flute in a burger. Right, it's
2: the (laughs) hamburger with the cake, it's not on it. It just fucks the sides up. It's a little bit better, boy. Can we stop talking about
1: burgers? Yeah, sorry. We're hungry. Anyway, yeah, he's a geek now. So, but anyway, (laughs) Keith, I wanted to go to you. We have a nice little diddle going on here, I think, with Diogo Jota. And I think, you know, we want we want team we want our team to do as well as possibly we can. We have got players missing in Salah and stuff like that. And I all you want to do is these players to stand up and play. I think Gakpo grew into it. I thought Nunes was a, a, a bit of a menace all day, he tried his bollocks out. Um although he was fairly isolated first half. Um we got on to Diaz in a minute, but like We're all sitting there. I know we all are sitting there on 75 or 70 or whatever going, he's just going to bring Jota on and this is all going to be okay because he's a little bollocks, isn't he? And he just finds spaces. He gets in between players. He jumps higher than anybody. He hits the bar with a header. He's, he'll, he'll be pushing to play Wednesday and he'll be probably pushing to play against Bournemouth when we get back into league form or league games. But I'm liking this, let's just bring Jota on for the last 25 because people are terrified of him. Because Arson looked fucking terrified when he came
0: on. I'd say when he took his tracksuit off, the Jaws music was playing in the fucking Emirates when they seen him coming on because he is an absolute fucking... A, he's a nightmare against him over the years. He is. He's, he, he, do you know what? He's fucking brilliant. Because he, he's not... He doesn't... Like, he's not a standout type of player. You wouldn't look at him and say... Well, he's the fastest player, or he's the strongest player, or he's the biggest player. He's fucking amazing. You know what I mean? Like, and he, he can influence games from the bench. Not every player can influence it from the bench. And I know that's like a backhanded compliment or whatever. But he's fucking brilliant if you play him. He's brilliant if you bring him on. You cannot leave him alone because he will do something. He makes things happen. And I thought when he came on today, I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was getting involved. He was he was making them shit themselves. And that back line. If you're playing against Gakbo, Diaz and Nunez, and you can probably have a a degree of control. And I don't think they did in the second half because I think Nunez was pulling them all over the shop. Fucking Ben White there that right back was having an awful time of it. Um, And I thought Diaz done well running them as well. But when you bring on a Jota in there, a player who's historically, you know, made fucking Arden Ramsdale look like shit mints in the past, and you're bringing him on, and he immediately is having chances. He's hitting the crossbar. He's the jump know, he's for that header. Is a job, way. He's You can see their players. He's only about five foot ten, isn't he? Like, he's not even. But the jump for the that header, he's he standing up. still, and he's fucking miles above anyone. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. Keith. In fairness, that's a, probably Ronaldo practicing and fucking
3: he made of in training. In Do you know what I mean? Well? He was literally running up. for about five yards with Saliba <laughs> on his back.
2: Bullied he bullied He yeah, bullied Saliba. Yeah. If Gabriel wouldn't go near him, he, he has a tussle with Gabriel. No. As as you can see Gabriel looking at the ref going, you're not going to blow that. And Jota is already pressing Saliba while he's still, he bullies fucking Saliva. Yeah, he bullied him. He didn't want Ant uh, to do him. Didn't want anything. And this is the fella that I saying. like I've never, I Virgil in his prime, I didn't see anyone doing that to him. And this is how that compare him. I like Saliba. I think he's a, a brilliant player. But he got shown up today when he come on because I was kind of like oh, I'm fucking him up because Luke Keith said he's a completely different problem to a Gakpo or a or even a Nunez down. The, I think Darwin is blunted down the middle. I think you see the best of Darwin at, at the moment. I love when they play. keep switching.
1: Yeah. I love when he's down the yeah. middle one minute
2: and he's out but but the next. Yeah. Jota just scurries away from challenges. He just he's a super intelligent footballer. He's he's fucking brilliant he's, he sets up two counter-attacks that we should score from Diaz's Nunez's fucking final passes for, but he gave them a real turn in the soil and I, I I even seen some Arsenal fans remarking on it going I was literally fucking I was I was like a little sigh of relief when I seen that Jota that was starting off the bench but like you said Gav the longer that game went on, you could sit like it's class because it's obviously the match directors are obviously well aware of narratives and all, and you could just it just kept panning to him on the bench, and he was just sitting there like that guy. I'm gonna get the nod now. I'm gonna go on <laughs> yeah, and he right comes, comes
1: on in the hour. He comes on in <laughs> <on> the <laughs> hour, and for the first 15 of the second half, I'm sure. I, I was just sitting there going, Joth will be on in the minute." I'm telling you, if you're on yeah. in the minute, and these boys will not know what's going on, it's the positions he picks That's, up. Like Someone the said there reason, as well is, is running power. People, people, yeah. people underestimate his running power. You know, um, he does it.
2: It's a, it's a very faint, bit, um there's a faint bit of skill in the fourth half, and it, it's outra Honestly, it's, it's, it's outrageous. But he doesn't even touch the ball. He, he's running through one on one, and he looks like he's gonna. He fakes as if he's gonna play a little slow draw pass into to Darwin, and you can see Saliba and Ben White literally step back two yards. And then he just drifts into the space and I'm going, fuck me, that's that's so intelligent. He's taking two players out of the game there without even doing that. And in years gone by, he's sliding that into Salah and you know where it goes, or it's sliding it into Mane and you know where it goes. I just think, like, as blunt as Arsenal and that, I do think yeah, their front, front three, four boys, they can all walk on the finishing a little bit. And I think once we do click, we're going to start bouncing off team. Like, the last... The last twenty minutes in that game yesterday was like, or today was like watching, watching Prime Liverpool. The goal, the setup, the slice into the top corner from Diaz—it's fucking brilliant. And to have a plan, the only (laughs) reason is not the first name on the team sheet is that his body has let him down over over time. He's been a little bit injury prone. I think where we finish and how many titles we win this year will largely depend on how many games he's available for. Because if you look back to the games where we drop points bright away, he's not available, he's not there, he's not on the bench. Uh, he wasn't available for the United game and he's not available for the Arsenal game. And he is a difference maker in terms of being in the box. And I know people have that grievances with Nunes and I, I do too. But I won't ever I won't I won't fucking sh him down at the just for an opinion that I made. He's coming on. Nunes still massively affects the game. That We're in a different team and Darwin Nunes is not in it. But yeah. Diogo Jota is a killer. He is the dagger. He's the dagger you see, in the dagger. Exactly what, what, are you, what are you We've missed him. We've missed him massively away to Brighton, a home to Arsenal and a home to fucking, um, a home to United. But I think if he stays fit, we won't lose or draw many I think we win the World oh, Cup, yeah. Johnny. I think we'll win the XL World Championships and, and, <laughs> and the Zenit Data System. Yeah, toil. <laughs> yeah, and there won't be a fucking a knob floating around in will the be. There'll be knobs just being placed in
1: desserts in the restaurants everywhere, I'd say. Um, Big beef, kind fan of joy. Yeah, no, we, listen, I, I, the, I just love the way the, the way he moves around the pitch. The, like Even if you look at that goal, He's just hanging there going, just, just put it in front of me there and I'll look after the rest. And he doesn't look to go down the wing. He just looks to go across people, take people out of the game, gives the Diaz, Diaz scores. And, but you see, I like what Nunes does because if, when you watch when them two play together and I think anyone with Nunes, Nunes is that fast that teams start dropping immediately. And I think Jota loves playing in them spaces where between the midfield and the strikers, he, I think he likes that more than in behind. He likes them areas where he can get in and start fucking hitting shots, looking for passes and stuff like that. And when you have Nunez on the pitch, you just know if there's 30, 40 yards of grass behind you and Nunez goes away, me, you're never catching him. He's a fucking greyhound. Emmett Diaz scores, and I was fucking thrilled he scored because. A bit like Nunes and people going, oh, he's not this and he's not that. I think Diaz had a novel time with injuries. He comes back at the back end of the last season, he looks a bit but which was fair enough. I kind of just discounted that because of the injury he had from going back from October to March or wherever it was. And this season, the whole stuff with his da was going on, you know, he wasn't in the best of form. He wasn't too bad. He gets some big goals, in fairness to him. But, as much as Salah is away, and we want Jota to do this, and Gakpo probably didn't walk in midfield. Honestly, Emma, if this fella gets going as well, it's it's like pace everywhere. He can finish. He's good in the air. He has loads about him. Loads about him. I, I think it's a big goal from.
3: him. <clears throat> oh, it's it's massive, and it, it like it, I want to say it looks easy. It looks like he just puts his la- like he does just put his laces through it. But it's the it's the angle from behind the goal. When you see how far wide of the post he was to be able to get it into the top corner from there, it reminded me of Mane against Man City. I think yeah. it was it was it in the yeah in the cup semi final he just absolutely lash, lashes it into oh, the top corner. And uh into the top corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, uh, I think it's yeah it's a massive goal for it's a massive goal with the I thought he's, he's he's actually looked better playing with Gomez than he has with Simicas. I don't know whether that's. The reason why, or maybe he's just starting to find his form. But I agree with something that you said as well. As I love when you don't know where these boys are going to pop up. Like, the, I'm not going to compare them to Firmino, Salah, and Mane, but that's the way it was when we were in our prime with them. You didn't know who was going to pop up where, and I love that about the fact that we're able to switch uh, up top. But I do prefer Nunes out on, on the left hand side. I think maybe Diaz could be there, the right winger while Salah is away. Mm-hmm. But it's a uh, it's a great goal, and you can see what it means to him as well when he scores those goals. I honestly thought he scored the header. I had put up a post yes, on I'd Facebook lie. and everything. He has one nil, <laughs> um, but um yeah, know, it's brilliant. After everything that he's after, been true and right. If we if we can keep him and Jota fit, I think they're he's gonna absolutely tear. It it's, it's, it's just
1: it's man. just a, it's just a difference in them all. You know, Diaz wants to get at you. He wants to come across to put the ball. Jota, Jota will be in the box if you want to, but he'll hang around and he'll create. Nunes will go in behind you and you'll never catch him. And Gakpo's intelligent, really intelligent in where in what he does in the movement and how he protects the ball. There's a really good mix there. Don't get me wrong, you're missing something. There's a
3: bit of dog in the all as well. Yeah,
1: but we? the, the, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like um, He said dog, not dogging, just before people no, go on. No, there's a bit of dog but, in but, um, yeah. exactly. Um, I was looking well, listen, if <laughs> people are into the flutes being not lashed on the table in a Michelin star restaurant show... I'm not into really I'm just
2: saying it, just happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: wasn't me, Lord. Um, <laughs> but come here, Like it's just, you're missing solid. don't get me wrong, but I think there's... I'd be more worried if there was no variety in what we're doing. If we just had an out-and-out out right winger, an out-and-out out left winger and a striker, and you're kind of gone... Everyone knows what we're doing, a bit like Arsenal, to be fair. Yeah. That's They're the poster the boys for that. Yeah. They've no the, alternatives. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's it's not
0: working for them. They're fucked.
1: Yeah, that and I just think the the way they can move around and switch and I mean switch positions every five minutes. I want Nunes down the left one minute and then turn to the middle of the next and dropping off to the right. And just and it it can it can work once you know. I ain't going over here. You make sure you fucking do my job over there so we don't get bollocked by fucking Pep Linders or, or whoever. And, but for him to get the goal today, I thought was, um, was excellent. Um, just quickly looking forward because we're going to get off here in a minute. I want to talk about the charity stuff in a minute. Um, just quickly looking forward to the to, uh, midweek Fulham forced round, first leg semi final at Anfield of the League Cup. Uh, Keith, do you expect him to go strong again? I think he will. I think he'll go as strong as
0: he possibly can and then he, he get to yeah. 10 days off or whatever. Yeah, I think he goes strong. Um, I was sort of, you know, thinking they may have gone with the younger lads. Now maybe, maybe he throws Connor Bradley in, but I think it would be a one or two, maybe. I think he goes strong because I think he wants to win. Not win, I don't mean that to sound arrogant. I think he wants to absolutely kill the toy off and the forced leg. Which is extremely arrogant, but you know what I mean. I think that's what, I think that's what he'd like to do. Um, just get that match done and dusted if possible, because Fulham, Fulham are a very erratic team, aren't they? Um, they they're winning five 0 five 0 and they're getting beaten, and they they're just so up and down. Even um, they've some good players. there. They've some players that can cause you damage, but we should really be looking at that and saying, yeah, we can we can do this. So I think he goes strong. I think. I think there'll be a couple of changes from tonight. I think, for example, Jota and Graven Birch will start against Fulham, but that's not exactly weakening you. Do you know no. what I mean? And that's that's the beauty. I no, think we're just trying to select. Than- yeah, we're going to select from the boys that are there that it'll be, you know, um, one or two one or two changes here and there. But it'll be interesting to see which way he goes with. Mm. Um, I don't know if I'll be feature, you know. I can't see him coming back and blading. Dropping him in after right? he was meant to be great up at Dundee, you getting rave reviews and all that sort of stuff, but, but he's only back with the squad a, a you know a couple of weeks. I can't see him doing it, but you know, you never know. I think Bradley and, and Clark really done their chances no harm. But look, we're at the we're at the bleeding meaty end of the tournament there. You can't be you can't be taking the piss. You're going into a semi-final. You you have a good chance against the team who are not as good as us to really put them under pressure for a second leg, and I think we should. I think it'd be very, very foolish if we take Fulham for granted and only sort of draw or, or have a, a, the odd goal lead. I think try and put it to bed as quickly as possible. Go mm-hmm. strong.
1: Okay. Shani, I want to ask you about, um, there's a lot of stuff going around about Jordan Henderson today. And yesterday and the day before, uh, talk coming out of Saudi Arabia that he wants to come back to the Premier League. He's obviously... Um, you know, he's obviously gone there and done all the stuff he promised in, in record time. He's, yeah, he's yeah. raised the profile of all the, the stuff that he needed to raise the profile of. And he's like, Look, lads, it's, it's like when you go into work on a Saturday, Shawnee, and you're getting paid till two, but you get the work done by 12 and you head home and you get your few quid. Yeah. Um, talk of him coming back to the Premier League. I've seen sports being linked. Liverpool fans are going, Will he come back? And i he shouldn't be allowed anywhere near Liverpool Football Club.
2: Couldn't care less.
1: No, yeah. I know you don't. But he shouldn't be allowed anywhere near Liverpool football. Yeah, probably.
2: no, I couldn't care less about him. Couldn't care less about him. Yeah. Honest to God. Just a fucking a PR disaster for Jordan Henderson, whoever, whoever fought her up. I just, I would have had, I'd have had infinite more respect for him if he just told the truth and he was initially leaving. All the shite he drummed up and then the shite he served. And then when yeah. they got over there, the shite he was eating. At the end of the day, boys. Everyone turned around going, oh, it's life-changing money and he's a millionaire or whatever. It's not life-changing money because he's he's able to walk away from it now because of the, the fortune he'd already procured playing, being a professional footballer and he realised, I've literally retired on the spot here, coming over here and playing here. It's a fucking shit show. The Selby League was never going to go any other way. They're completely disposable to, to these owners over there because... They have to fucking woke up now. They don't need, they don't need any of this shit anymore. It was a complete exercise. Look at half of the stadiums that were used in Qatar and knocked down the, what did he call them? White elephants. It was a shit show and Henderson to begin with, but how he handled his departure, um, at Liverpool. And I can't even remember the fellas he was using in the media to try, try peddle it out as if the clover more or less pushed him out and he felt yeah, but, him. But, but the fellas the, the fellas he
1: tried
0: to use... Don King was... was it Don yeah, King? the fellas he right, tried yeah, to yeah, use
1: yeah, to do Don that King, spin yeah, that whatever, actually made a ball for spinning it as I well.
2: Think. Look, we haven't missed him. That's and, and the key. That, that's the main thing. I I, I haven't watched a game of football this year that included Liverpool and went, oh, do you know who we missed today? Jordan Henderson, who can't get around the pitch anymore. Do you know who yeah. we missed today? His leadership, because why? The next ones in have all stood up, and they've all fucking been counted. So, look at the end of the days, you should never really hang your hopes and dreams on these fellas. A lot of people did. I'm grateful for Henderson for what he did in his time as a Liverpool player and as captain. But I've no need. I've no need to defend them anymore. Honest to God, I've I've no need to. I have probably reason to be a little bit disappointed in him where you feel like that. Is, and people go, oh, well, they're just footballers and you are offered to do your job. Yeah, because I haven't procured millions to my me fucking profession. Of course I'm going to go somewhere and walk, even if it doesn't align with my morals, if it means it'll change my life. That was never the case for him. I hated that argument. And look, you what you yourself. I, I don't know. What's the point of him going to sports? Is he better playing than Heiberg at the moment? I don't know. Looks like his legs are gone to me. Haven't seen that, and I'm doing that nowadays. Running around, number ten jersey on his back, he's better off staying there than coming back with his head between his legs. Because he's, even though I thought it was impossible, he looks like an even bigger gobshite now than he did six months ago. And I thought he would have had a fucking really difficult job doing that. So fuck him. And 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 people are downplaying that. Night no bounds about it. That's a swipe from Klopp there after the game, saying, "Oh, did he hold the press conference?" because he was so fucking vocal and using whatever he had to do to find a way out of a pill. He thought he could just walk out scoffery. And the best thing about it is, apparently we have a sell-on clause. So if anyone wants to buy him, we're going to get a big chunk of that as well. So uh, fuck him. Fuck him on the Saudi experiment. I hope he ends up by annoyed or something. Honestly, that wouldn't even make me think any lower of him. That's the gun on the streets. Well, so, I think... Like, you let J- him go back to the championship to to him. the land and get them back up and, yeah. and be here or there somewhere. Fuck him. Honestly. Jerry, fuck
1: him. Jerry says, I wouldn't forget Henderson was a great player here, but he left the rotten way. You move on. That's where I am on it. Um, I, I said it from the start when, when all the start coming out... The Jordan Henderson, who was a complete, complete another mute when this was going on. Um, he could have come out and put it to bed or come out and being honest and said it was, was happening. And he didn't. He sat there and sat there and sat there and then went and done his one man production at, at Anfield about him leaving and how much it meant to him and stuff like that. But it didn't mean enough to him to, to be open to people as far as I'm concerned. And I don't know the ins and outs of it, but as a football fan looking at what was going on there, days and days and days of, Speculation, not only about football speculation, but, you know, speculation on people's principles and, and other stuff. And then only letting stuff go to Dom King, who ain't a bollocks of a, by the way, because he think he contradicted himself on consecutive days with regards to it. Um, you know, oh, he's getting offered 700 grand a week. And then all of a sudden, oh, well, we don't know how much he's getting offered. Well, you did yesterday, Dom. Um, so what's going on? Uh, so, um, I, I'd never play down what Henderson done at Liverpool Football Club, but for me, um, you know, you're only as good as your last day's work, I suppose, is what people say. And his last day's work at Liverpool was horrendous for me. And the way he done it was completely another wrong. So Liverpool, I don't think Liverpool would ever entertain bringing them back. But I, you know, and I, I think most people out there should realise that Liverpool won't. It shouldn't be entertained that's where it is. Emmett, um, the draw, fourth round. I put a poll up earlier on, on, on the, on the YouTube, Emmett, right? And I said, yeah. option A, home draw against anyone, option B, a handy away, which would you take?
3: Either.
1: Do I have to pick one? Yeah, well, that's the two Either. options. Don't I it. don't give it Do you look at a questionnaire and go, A or B, or do I have to pick one? They, there? Is there more is that, options? I, no, it's A or um, B. <laughs> Any, anyone, at yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyone at home. Anyone
0: at home.
1: Anyone at home, yeah, I'd be the same. Anyone at home, nah, but but give me that handy, I'll uh, anyone way. at
0: home,
2: you beat anyone at home. Like, imagine getting City at home in the fourth round, then you beat them, and you're like, okay,
0: yeah, there's always that. Yeah, there's always that. I, I wouldn't give mind, mind of, getting uh, laid in some shite bags away, even not a tricky one uh,
2: every week until we have to go to yeah. and Wembley. And- I'll take Wigan at home.
1: You, I like. It. <laughs> I like the Wigan at home show. Of course, they don't play till tomorrow against Manchester of United. Um, all the way from Manchester United land. <clears throat> so, um, anyway, that's about it. Before we go, <clears throat> um, you can see on screen, and when you listen later, you'll hear this. Our 2024 uh, charity fundraiser is for fans supporting fuel banks in Liverpool and the lighthouse House in Dublin, both two excellent organisations that help people that are struggling to make ends meet. And they go out away, way, volunteer work, feeding people, getting food parcels to them, all sorts of stuff. And listen, everyone, you know, when, when we've done stuff on, on, you know, breast cancer, you're like, everyone knows someone that has breast cancer. I'd say everyone knows someone that's fucking struggling a bit at times to make ends meet. It's not an easy world to live in at the moment, whether you're in Ireland or the UK. When you compare them both, they're not too fucking dissimilar when you actually look at the way the carry-on is. So, this is our target. 10,000 euros to be split evenly between fans, support and food banks and the lighthouse. The link is in the description if you'd like to donate. It's across our social media if they'd like to donate. And if you can donate, brilliant. If you can't, please take the link, share it family friends people you don't like it doesn't matter people you play football with people you go to pub with if you're in the pub show them every fiver tenner makes a massive difference we're already up to 500 quid which is great because it's only literally kicked off and we're only getting it out there but please donate if you can and if not share it if you're watching this show are you supporting way? please please share it our golf day has been confirmed for friday the 7th of june 2024 Ashbourne golf club in county mid there's a limited amount of spaces it costs 60 euro per player you can you can put your own name down on your own or you can put a team of four in or two you and a mate you and two mates whatever it might be talking cop one at gmail.com talking cop one at gmail.com send us an email tell us who you are how many players you want and what we're doing is we're taking those names we're holding your name for a week and if you pay, you're in. If you're not, your name gets taken off the list because a lot of people have jumped in and start paying already. I think we're up to 20 already, and we might only have about 40 spaces. So the golf day is there if you want to play. If you want to donate, we've told you about it. If you want to sponsor, again, email us, talkingcop1 at com because you can sponsor tee boxes, long drive, nearest the pin. You can send us money, and we'll buy prizes for the raffle. You can do anything like that, and if you if you don't, if you want to give money but you, for a prize, but you don't want to get the prize, we'll take the money off you and go and buy it. I'll send Keith to shops. Keith loves going to shop, Love and when he shop. goes to shop, someone notices him. Um, yeah. so he loves all that. He's fucking loves it. Um, yeah,
2: and if you're plan, you planning on playing, looking at look at, I know again, I know fucking time is difficult. Look, at staying in We're the fucking great night. Ah, a we're can't. gonna
1: have a, we're gonna have a night this year as well.
2: Yeah, in um, fairness. I like came to the rescue and, and picked us up from Ballygal backwards to, to go back to the <laughs> We had a we had a fucking uh, we had a great night, uh Mack was there with his brother and Brian O'Sullivan as well and his mates. And we had a great time and Gab did a fucking phenomenal rendition of a uh, Wish You Were Here and uh, the Aslan. The Aslan version. No, oh,
1: the Aslan version, what it is. we're gonna do that, we're gonna do that again we're going to do it again so if you want to help us out during the golf day come down and just be around the golf course around the club you can like i said donate you can sponsor you can do anything and look it might you might watch this and you may have runs a business or your dad or your uncle or whoever your family might all throw a tenner ahead in to give a hundred quid towards a t-box sponsor for a family friend or wherever it might be you can sponsor for anything so Talking one at gmail.com. Um and we will deal with people that want to play, people that want to donate, and people that want the sponsors on the day. Like I said, we get to this ten grand, it's five grand, we're going an awful long way for fan support and field banks and the lighthouse genuinely it really will. Garmax already looking to the points forward to the points this year. Um there was We won a load
2: of game last year as well, the
1: raffle, the mad stuff. Oh, there was thirty seven prizes last year. Oh, um, man, there was loads cool. of wine. People were just yeah. opening bottles of wine and sliding. They were cracking up the pool. bottles of wine and everything. Just opening <laughs> bottles of wine it's and wine swigging. It.
2: At the end, then I he was trading some of a shiny Charizard for a for a bat set or something that he was at the win. It was a, it was a <laughs> mad thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. And so, look, we we do our best. And even if we, we drum up enough prizes for a little raffle, great. If we don't, we still go out for a night out and a few drinks. Um, and you're more than welcome to join us. So, whether it's during the golf, after the golf that night, if you can help out in any way, spawn and any way, please get on to us at talkingcop1 at com. I'd love to get down for the crack in the Guinnesses, Paul. Well, then just come down, Paul. When I listen to excuses, when I listen to people on the fucking 8th June going, I'd love them to go to that. We're telling you now you can go, right? You might even play golf. Just come down. The, the, the golf club has a bar. The golf club is a yeah. big bar, serves food, the Guinness is deadly. Now. Don't play golf, just sit and scoop while we're out playing golf. It's fucking the business. I won't even just sit there, would you? Get someone <laughs> else going to play in my place, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> But, um, let me see. Veranda Chase has uh, one in there for the adults.
0: Um, I'm not reading that out. There <laughs> uh, <Yeah.
2: laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: you send, send the picture of my force, will you? Please. <laughs> 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 Oh, Send God. us a picture of oh, on. Oh, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> so yeah, no. So a lot sorry. Last thing on it, a lot of people think, oh, I don't play golf. You don't have to. Like genuinely, Garmack turned up last year. Doesn't play golf. Just sat and had a few scoops. <laughs> Steve yeah. Murphy.
2: Gav's fans blown up now entries.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, but Steve Murphy comes down and helps me out with all the, the scorecards and getting people out on the course and the pictures before they go out and stuff like that. Doesn't play golf literally sits in the clubhouse, has a few points, watches the football or watches the golf, whatever's on, and then just spends the day with us. So that's where it is. Um, sorry, go on. Chris you wanted to say something, Sean, before we Chris like
2: Colham to- was on for coming to the day there before I nearly came in. Chris Colham referred to, I don't know, I don't, I don't even know why I found this funny, but it is that you is referred to Jota earlier as a Golf GT.
1: Golf <laughs> <laughs> GT, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I did see that. The
2: gets me and does the job. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I did see that. Wheel, a I did like see that. Things. Anyway, um, we're going to. Talk. Me, we'll be there. Emma, Emma, will be playing. I'll be playing. Keith won't play, but even I won't she, be playing.
0: He, I can't play golf. But he'll be there. He'll be I'll there. say he'll be there. I can't Sean, play
3: golf
1: either. I'll just do golf I still golf. Sean, will be there. Steve <laughs> Murphy will be there. Andy, will be there. Who else will be there? Neely's uh, Matt. Neely's mile, <laughs> <there>. and <laughs> Neely, if, if Neely can get a lift off, he'll be there as well. Um, that one um yeah, there's loads, there's loads. Uh, Brian O'Sullivan that uh, will be there. There'll be so, more than one loss in there this year. To right? be more, there should well, yeah, that's the rumour. Uh, there'll yeah. be more than one loss in the county this year, but like I said, turn up, have a bling, have a, a good day. Oh,
2: look at Paul Giovanni's not letting us go either. Yeah, sausage, a sausage sausage
1: of the, the, sausage a week now. Joey Barton can't be sausage a week every week although he could
2: on Henderson in a Macam Jordy fucking yeah. sausage oh, sandwich sausage sandwich yeah, yeah. there you go that, yeah. they, and that would and be just you're about then. to tuck into oh, a sausage sandwich right. the
1: waiter comes over and lo- takes his flu out and loves it into that sandwich <laughs>
2: and then you have to tell all the boys over in Saudi that Henderson was in a sausage sandwich with Alan Sheridan. who knows what they might do to him then yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I just hope he's done all his work before uh, he heads off. That's it. Anyway, that has been weird, to be honest. But uh, Liverpool have beaten Arsenal uh, by two goals in the FA Cup. They progress to the fourth round. They've, they've Wolves. They don't. They have Fulham during the week. Wednesday, first leg of the League Cup semi-final. With regards to shows this week, um, the 30 will be back. Um, near, I'd say every morning this week, 10 a.m., where we just come on, and do 10 minutes of football, 20 minutes of nonsense to get your day going. And um, we will have match reaction on Wednesday, and I think we will have something Tuesday and Thursday. Keith on an excellent show for the members, uh, called the Helm, episode two on Everton's ownership. That will that's there now for members if you want to it's watch. Called the helmet. It's called the Helm. No, helmet. it's not called <laughs> the, helmet. the Helm. The Helm
3: the, hell the, the hell? hell the hell wrong. Geez, yeah, well, yeah that's what you're
1: thinking about neely's ma um, <laughs> <laughs> you have it. now you have it uh, but no it was a great uh, chat with dave downey from the blue room about the ownership around everything that's there for members if you want to watch it now it will be released later on in the week as an audio podcast and released to the general um feed on youtube as well if you're not a member try becoming it's it's the crack it's an absolute crack. I know uh, what well, you're laughing at when I say that. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I'm getting out of here because the innuendos now is just getting beyond the joke. Um, and, and listen, when you come to the golf day, that's all we do. We just sit there laughing at each other because everything that comes out, we can spin it whatever way we feel like it. That has been the talking cup for Sunday night. Thanks to Keith. Thanks to Emma. Thanks to Shani. Thanks to everyone in the chat. It's been an absolute pleasure. Over and out.
2: Podcast Network.